Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the July 12th episode of the bull bear banter. Today, I'm joined by Cheyenne Dunham. Cheyenne, we've certainly had an interesting week. How about just a quick recap of the grain markets? Sure, Tom. Friday afternoon, corn finished about 10 or 11 cents higher. September futures ended the week at 4.54 and a quarter, and that's up 15 and three quarters for the week. December corn closed at 4.59 and a quarter. That was up 17 cents for the week. For soybeans, the futures gained about 14 cents today and about 37 cents for the week. August futures ending at 9.13 and a quarter, and November closing at 9.31 and a half. Thanks, Cheyenne. As I said earlier, it's been an interesting week. We've had a tweet from the president talking about China not upholding their agreement to purchase a specific amount of agricultural products. We've had an updated WASDE report. Mm, Not a lot of excitement there, Tom. Well, that's true. And then the Dow Jones has been setting a record, ending at uh, somewhere above 27,000 for the first time yesterday and adding a little more today. But I think the one topic receiving the most attention this week is the weather. From Tropical Storm Barry to forecast for hot and mostly dry conditions across the Midwest the next week or so, I think there's a lot of concern about what this weather will mean for farmers. Most of the news stories on Barry say that parts of Louisiana could receive as much as, or perhaps even more than, 24 inches of rain in the next few days. This, on top of an already swollen river system, is already starting to cause some issues. As much as half of the oil rigs in the Gulf are already shut down, and there is already a big lineup of ocean-going vessels waiting for supply to reach the Gulf in barges. So, with that said, let's dive into some of the bull bear factors for corn and beans. Sure, Tom. So for corn on the bull side, I think the main driver of the bullish sentiment going on into the weekend is, as you mentioned, the weather. A couple weeks ago, many were hoping for a little heat and some drier conditions, but I don't know of anyone that was hoping for what's coming. We generally expect some heat and dryness this time of year, but the extent of the heat on top of days without precipitation is going to stress an already stressed crop. It appears that traders want to be on the long side of the market, at least for the next few days. We've had a nice little rally the past few days, and many are now starting to eye the high of 473 that December futures recorded about three weeks ago. Going home tonight, we're about 14 cents away from that level. Earlier in the week, I was planning to mention light farmer selling the past couple of weeks, but that has certainly changed a bit the past couple of days. The light selling was helping basis, but for now, basis isn't having to do all the work. On the bear side, I don't generally expect a lot to come out of the July WASDE report, and that certainly held true yesterday. I do think the one surprising item was the cut to old crop exports. Many in the trade were expecting a reduction, but I think $100 was more than most expected, even though we've been talking for weeks that exports are not on pace to hit the USDA numbers. That and a small reduction in the feed and residual pushed the old crop ending stocks estimate up to $2.34 billion. And with their acreage and yield numbers that they brought out last month, using those for this coming year, the ending stocks number for 1920 is now over 2 billion bushels instead of the previous 1.675. That is quite a bit of a change. But as we've discussed, many people are just ignoring the USDA info, for now anyway, and waiting for that August report. I really don't think anyone believes the 97 million acres or the 83.5 million harvested acres or the 166 bushels per acre, for that matter. Cheyenne, I guess that's my long version of saying I really don't have much bearish uh, sentiment for corn right now. 
Well, let's take a look at soybeans here. On the bull side, I think it's interesting that, as you say, the market is pretty much ignoring the acres and yield data for corn. We just don't think it's right, but we sure want to believe the 80 million acres and the reduction in yield yesterday on beans, right? Well, that's the way it seems. While we did see a slight decrease in the ending stocks estimate for old crop, we're still over a billion bushels. But for the 1920 crop, the estimate dropped from just over a billion to just under 800 million. I think the real strength in the bean market is that given the late planting and slow start to soybeans and the hot dry weather coming in, many just don't believe we're going to see a national yield of 48.5. Yes, it was good they adjusted lower yesterday, but it still doesn't feel right here either. As far as bear factors, I think the main issue with beans continues to be this Chinese demand for U.S. soybeans. We can cite the ongoing trade dispute, African swine fever, and the resulting record large U.S. ending stocks, but it all comes back to a large reduction in Chinese demand for U.S. soybeans. I know a lot of people that would really love to get back close to that $10 mark for beans, but I just don't think that's in the cards. We've had a nice little run-up in soybeans the last week or so. How much longer can that continue when we're expecting over a billion bushels in our carryout? I see where you're coming from there, Tom. But let's kind of talk about why it matters. We've read, talked, and heard a lot about the inverse in corn lately. And with good reason. This is not a normal pattern, and we know you all want to be able to take advantage of it. The advice we've been giving people is that the best and probably only way to do that is to sell cash corn. I've talked to several people that say they're holding on to a larger percentage of old crop corn than normal. I just keep reminding them that the market is screaming for corn right now. If nothing else, lighten the load and reward it with something. Basis is strong, futures are high, this is what we've all been waiting for. And as for beans, we have had a nice rally, and in all of our locations today, we're paying at least 835. Why am I talking about that number? Because I think many of us have already forgotten about that $1.65 that the government paid out earlier this year. You mentioned that we're not going back to $10 beans with the expected ending stocks, but for many, $10 is achievable when you put those two numbers together. My point is, please don't wait until it's too late. Inverses eventually get solved. Ending stocks are eventually realized. We've had a good run. If you're sitting on unpriced old crop, whether it's corn or beans, it's time to let some of that go. Good advice, Cheyenne. Thanks. So what to watch for? What, what are the upcoming events that we want to keep you in mind of and keep uh, at the top of our mind? We mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast that the Dow Jones is setting records the past couple of days. At some point, I, I have to believe anyway that there'll be some profit taking. And that leads me to think, well, where do those funds that get pulled out of the stock market get deployed? A lot of times that happens in commodities. The question to me is, will they be doing that with a short position or a long position if they come into the commodities? I guess time will tell on that one. For now, all eyes will be on the weather and with good reasons. We will be hearing a lot of horror stories. Just make sure to keep in close contact with your agronomist Keep checking your fields. Like Dave told us last week, it's time to get out and walk in those fields. And if ever there was a time to make sure you're doing all you can agronomically, this is the year. Make sure you take a prudent approach to protect that investment that's growing in those fields this year. Beyond that, I guess we sit and wait for that August 12th report, which is exactly a month from today. Well, talking about the USDA kind of reminds me of your suggestion for the tweet of the week. And just to summarize, it involved the USDA letting farmers down yet again when we're talking about report numbers. But I think the general feel from Twitter was it's time to put the pitchforks down for a little bit and just focus on taking care of this crop that we have. Um, but I did find one that it was entertaining and a little bit of a reminder, maybe a lesson for some. So this is like, there was an initial tweet, but there was a subtweet ahead of it. So I'm going to read the retweet first. And that's, 
When you take a sample into the elevator and the moisture is 19.7%, and to tie into that, the original tweet it started with is, not mad or surprised, just disappointed. <laughs> so a good reminder, I think, if you've got grain in bins, maybe they're bins you've used before, maybe they're bins you haven't used, maybe you haven't stored it this long, be checking on those. Check your moisture, check the condition if you're concerned about it and it's time to start moving it. You know, These are all things to be staying on top of, getting ahead of. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good reminder. Um, I've talked to a few guys in the in the last week or so, been out to some of our locations, and we have seen some, I'll say, suspect grain coming in. Uh, a little bit of damage, a little bit of off odor. Um, it, it's time to start, if you haven't pulled at least some of those bushels out of that bin, it's time to get after that and, and get working on that. Don't just let it sit there and get worse, not with uh, corn and beans that are this high price. So, especially on corn, let's get that stuff moved. and on beans. You don't want to lose that value. So I appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. We look forward to your comments and questions. Just drop us an email at podcast at landiscooperative.com. As we've been talking for a while now, I think our tagline continues to make a lot of sense. Bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we'll both be back next week. Mm-hmm.